Guadalupe Street, the drag, Guad. The street that borders campus to the west goes by many names, and for most, it's the place where we eat, meet, and cross on our way to something else. But for others, the drag is home. Hi, I'm JT Lindsay, and this is the first episode of The Hookup, a podcast from The Daily Texan that will seek to tell the stories of the lives that make our campus unique. as constant a presence as Guadalupe is in most Longhorns' lives, the only thing constant about the street itself is that it's always changing. Soul Chase reports on how Guad has changed over the years, for better or for worse. Spanning roughly eight blocks of Austin's historic Guadalupe Street, the drag, as it's known, is a hub of activity for UT students. Featuring numerous affordable restaurants, the university co-op, and no less than two Chase Bank branches, the drag is a one-stop shop for students looking to stay close to campus. Like the rest of the city, the drag has changed over the years to reflect the changing culture of UT, Austin, and the nation at large. The name, The Drag, first appeared in print on January 3, 1926, in an issue of the Daily Texan. The term has since been used as an endearing, if slightly disparaging, nickname for UT's favorite shopping strip. Among the many historic businesses that have graced the drag over the years, the Varsity Theater stands out as a cultural landmark. The movie house first opened in 1936, and its prominent storefront and robust sign still dominate the intersection of Guadalupe and 24th. But the varsity isn't there anymore. The theater closed in 1990 after failing to make ends meet. Tower Records took the building over, but it too was forced to vacate in 2004. Turns out the student market is a hard one to win over. More recently, a Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin-Robbins combo resides in the historic building. I spoke with Fortune Johnson, Dunkin's area training manager, and he expressed optimism about the recent changes to the drag. I've been really happy with the changes, um, just the growth over Austin the last, you know, 10, 12 years, the growth has been tremendous. Yeah. You know, we got all of the new businesses coming in, companies, California, you know, Washington area, they want to come down and open up big businesses down here in Austin, which helps us with the employment. Johnson, who grew up in Austin, said the drag has improved a lot when it comes to safety since he was a kid. A little bit worse than what it was now. Yeah. It wasn't safe to walk at nighttime, to be honest. Really? (laughs) Rainin Robertson, a graduate of UT in 2012, described the vibe of the drag when he was a student. Definitely eclectic. I think it still has managed to maintain the kind of eclectic vibe uh, that is unique to Austin. Um, In that short period of time, I saw it change um, fairly dramatically, but I think uh, each of the shops still kind of... uh, captured some aspect of the, the unique um, Austin kind of weirdness that you would see. Robertson has also noticed that safety has tightened up, but he said the often wild atmosphere was part of what made the drag the drag. Well, one thing I will say, it's kind of funny, thinking back on it, I kind of miss some of those experiences as sort of off the wall as they were. Um, and you do get, you know, some weird, even scary ones. Uh, working at, I worked at the whole Earth campus location there, and so sometimes you'd see... Um, like people passed out on the um, little alleyway right behind there and there's one scare where someone came out 
closing up the shop late at night and saw someone lying there right next to the door and thought they were dead and was like about ready to call Whoa. the police and you know poked them and they eventually <laughs> kind of rolled up and were clearly just drunk um, so that was an interesting one we also had some characters come into the store and you know ask about knives so you had like two guys with like black rings around their eyes you know um, looking like they were about to steal something so always kind of an interesting mix and crowd but in some ways I'll, I'll take the characters we also you know uh, would frequently see um, yeah people on their megaphones uh, totally. making big speeches kind of out across the way and you know especially when you're in the middle of uh, going from one class to the other the last thing you want to do is um, have that kind of long-winded conversation or argument with somebody yeah um but things are always different in retrospect and now i'm like oh you know what i don't really see that anymore so it's kind of different robert jensen a professor of journalism at ut since 1992 describes some of the businesses that defined the drag for him the thing that i remember when i first got here in the early 90s was there was what should be nearby every decent university which is a great independent bookstore doesn't exist anymore. There was a great, cheap, funky restaurant called Les Amis, L-E-S-A-M-I-S. It was at the corner, just around the corner of Guadalupe and, I don't know, wherever, what's there now? The Wells Fargo Bank was there. <laughs> it was Tower Records earlier than that. But if you went around the corner on the next street, there was this funky restaurant called Les Amis where you could get, you know, decent, basic food, especially vegetarian food, really cheap, and that ain't there no more. Mm -hmm. And then finally, down further on the drag, closer to MLK, there was a coffee shop called Quackenbush that had, in addition to, to good, cheap coffee, had what they called the Starving Student Special, beans and rice, <laughs> and I don't, I want to say it was a buck ninety-nine, but that seems even cheap for that era. Uh, but Quackenbush is no more. But although Jensen mourned the loss of local businesses, he doesn't think that this is a problem unique to Austin. There's a lot of self-indulgent, smug, Austin-centric bullshit in this town. Austin ain't particularly special. The whole What's happened in Austin has happened in the whole country. Right? The elimination of small, locally-owned, distinctive businesses in favor of corporate chain ownership and then a pushback against that so you see some of that desire for small locally owned again as corporate america grows and cities expand across the nation we at ut are left wondering which business may be the next to go with all of Austin, the drag is thought to be a place where many different types of food can thrive. Here's a story from R. Lacey Grace that analyzes just how multicultural Guadalupe Street really is, and what can be done to keep it that way. If you're walking down Guad, you may still find some of the original mom-and-pop establishments in the area. But more recently, the drag has developed into a diverse center full of different types of businesses, small and large, that draws in many different types of people. 
One of the main factors that lures hundreds of visitors to the drag every day is the vast array of dining options it includes. Lena Handy, manager of Greek restaurant Miltos, says restaurants like hers are an example of how you can find food from all over the world just within the few blocks that make up the drag. Like us, we're Greek and we have pizza, or there's always sushi or poke bowls around the corner. You can also find people from all around the world on UT's campus, and because the drag caters to such a diverse campus population, the food options that it provides have to be representative of the diversity in the people who eat here. Generally, when asked, people will say that the food options on the drag are pretty diverse. There are so many types of food to choose from, right? There are tacos, burgers, pizza, sushi, Thai, Indian, pho, poke, just to name a few. But when asked if they feel that the types of businesses on the drag represent the community they serve, some people had a slightly different reaction. I would like to see some more small businesses. I think one of the reasons that I really like Dawn is because it's um, a restaurant that I know started out from a food truck and that makes me kind of proud as a, a person living in Austin that it's so close to me I can kind of eat good food and also um, uh, support a small business. Austin has become popular for so many of its small, locally-owned, and unique establishments. One example is Don Japanese Kitchen, which started out as a small food truck and eventually grew to become a permanent eatery on the drag. This is the type of establishment that people in the community advocate for. Austin has become largely associated with its efforts to support local businesses. However, some think that the city can do better, especially on the drag. Most of the food options are what you can find anywhere in Texas and to bring unique food would really be incorporating diversity and really be incorporating that Austin feel. The drag has become much more than just a piece of land designed to make students lives easier. It has become a center where cultures collide and people are exposed to all types of new things including different varieties of food from cultures other than their own. With that being said, I think that people want to see more restaurants that are actually authentic and representative of the culture whose food they serve in order to really get a better feel of that culture and type of cuisine. Edward Sumner, owner of Dawn Japanese Kitchen and Lifelong Austinite, says the drag could be more representative of Austin by welcoming more small businesses. There's so much good, uh, real Austin food out there that um, simply can't uh, battle with these big corporations because of the barriers of entry um, and so I guess long story short I think it could be more diverse it could be more Austin it could represent Austin more the general consensus to me seems to be that the community would like to see more authenticity on Guad even though there are so many various options in the types of food visitors can choose from, there are not many unique, locally owned restaurants outside of the general large chains you can find almost anywhere else, and that is not representative of the diversity on UT's campus or in the city of Austin as a whole. For most of us, the drag is the place where we grab a bite to eat or go to buy our textbooks. In our final story of the week, Nate Davis talks to people whose lives don't just intersect with Guadalupe, but depend upon it. How would you describe the drag in like one word? In one word? Yeah. Life. That was Ames, 
one of the people on the drag that I had the pleasure to interview while putting this story together. As Ames suggested, the drag isn't just a regular street, it's taken on a life of its own. To learn a little bit more about the drag, I decided to interview the people that work, walk, and live on its sidewalks. There's a wide variety of people on the drag, something that I think adds a unique flavor to this otherwise rather unassuming street. There are musicians, artists selling their wares in the artisan market, students, homeless people, and tourists that roam the area. The shops that populate the street are your regular corporate businesses, except for a few small businesses that remain as homages to the era when local business occupied the entire street. But many people are afraid that these local businesses are doomed, and as they fall, so will that special Austin allure that the drag always had. The loss of the locally owned businesses along the drag, and it's actually had more of an impact than you would expect because they actually had a stake in uh, attracting customers, keeping people happy, keeping the area clean, uh, accountability with police and, uh, you know, local politics. And now that it's pretty much all uh, franchises, uh, they don't care. That was Jenny Bennett, who has been selling her artisan market wares off and on since 1996. Like many others, she feels like the heart of the drag is being lost. Being here in the artist market, now this used to be full to overflowing all the time. And the mix of businesses actually really makes a difference. The thing is, the drag used to just be another street, but these shops brought it a lot of attention. And so the drag grew. And as the drag has grown, so has the rent, making it more difficult for these local businesses to keep up with the national chains. I've been here since 81. Well, it's, it's no longer local businesses. I mean, the rent, the local businesses can't afford them. Like, this building behind us is $30,000 a month. But this is not a new trend. In fact, it's something we've seen throughout Austin. I've lived here seven years, and it used to be a lot of little hole-in-the-wall places, and now it's just, uh, it's, it's the University of Texas West Campus is following the capitalist commercial trend that's been going on in Austin for the last five years or so, you know? So what has this done to the community on the drag? Well, one of the people I talked to said he hasn't seen the same type of diversity that normally populates the drag. The drag is mainly just students, like as yeah. opposed to like, I mean, most other like very heavily pedestrianized areas where like I've lived in a lot of different cities um, where it's just a bigger amount of just tourists mixed in with regular people. Yeah. The drag's just mainly just UT students getting around and then a few professors and whatnot. So what can we do to bring back the life that once made the drag such an interesting and electric place? Ginny thinks that the city of Austin needs to incentivize small businesses to come back to the drag. The, to retain people so that they'll actually shop at all the businesses, hang out, you know, spend their Saturday down here, you know, uh, bring their friends and family, you know, yeah. that this would be the place they would want to be. Mm -hmm. And, uh... You lose that kind of uh, attachment that people care about. When I asked everyone's favorite place on the drag, the answers I got were not surprising. Probably hole in the wall. Fry actually the little food court that's right behind the drag. Yeah. But then Fuzzies, like I would always go to Fuzzies. Do you remember Pipes Plus? And she's the only coffee chain in Austin. I think to have it on the drag is it's the place to be. You know, where, where else are you gonna go for coffee on the drag? Mine has got to be Austin's Pizza. People love small businesses. It isn't just the corporate side that draws people to the drag. 
It's the smaller businesses, full of life and character, that people love. But despite these changes, people still seem to love the drag. Love being here on the drag and at the 23rd Street Artist Market. And that's all for our first episode of The Hookup. Check us out next week when our show is all about the many communities that make up our campus. Follow us on Twitter, at Texan Podcast, and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search The Daily Texan. Be sure to look out at the end of the week for Texan Overtime Podcast, as well as our newscast hosted by Rachel Zane. You can catch up on all things UT and Austin in the print edition of The Daily Texan or on dailytexanonline.com. Our reporters this week were Soul Chase, Lacey Grace, and Nate Davis. And the music we used this week is Gusty Hollow by Blue Dot Sessions from freemusicarchive.org. For Soul, Lacey, Nate, and everyone here at the Daily Texan Podcast Department, I'm JT Lindsay. We'll see you next week.